0: This is the Positive Psychology Podcast, episode 34.
1: Welcome to the Positive Psychology Podcast, bringing your earbuds the science of the good life. And now your host, Kristen Trumpy.
0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Positive Psychology Podcast. Um, Today we're talking about transcendent behavior, and that's something that I actually just came across myself, and I was intrigued, and I immediately wanted to share it with you. Now, what is transcendent behavior? Well, it comes actually from a field that's within positive psychology called positive organizational scholarship. And what I'm going to talk about today is really based on the work of Bateman and Parath. Now, transcendent behavior is self-determined behavior that overrides constraining personal or environmental factors and effects extraordinary positive change. Now, what does that mean in um, everyday speak? Basically, it means that it's behavior that you wanna do that overcomes limits which are both of personal and the environmental nature it's um stuff and it ends up creating really positive change not just positive change but really positive change all right so (sighs) although i do very little editing that's the kind of sounds that i would edit out but i thought it sounded so extraordinarily stupid that i'll let it in for you just for you today all right, so the work environment is often defined by demands, what our boss wants, what our organization expects of us, the constraints, which is the limits that we have. Um, these limits can be of time, it can be about money, it can be within our working without, within policies. There are different kinds of constraints. And of course, the choices um, that others make and that we have to make as well. Now. Normal or regular behavior is often satisfying demands within set constraint while avoiding having to expend too much energy oneself. And transcendent behavior is achieved by exceeding demands, eliminating or overcoming constraints, and creating and or seizing opportunities. And examples of transcendent behavior would include... Proactive behavior, which means we initiate and maintain actions that directly change the environment until a goal is reached. And this actually predicts, um, proactive behavior actually predicts the extent of change that's going to happen. Now another example of transcendent behavior is taking personal initiative, setting exceptionally challenging goals. I like this one positive deviance, generativity, which is defined as behaving out of concern for growth of others and oneself, is taking charge, task revision, which basically means that you kind of alter or go over the tasks that you were assigned to, and if you take that to a further degree, it's actually called job sculpting, sculpting sorry, which means that usually what happens is we, we take a job And, you know, if you watch kids, they have to, they have to put little, little, I don't know, what are these called? Like little bricks, you know, like square, no pegs, they're called pegs. So they put like square pegs through holes and stuff. And that's like one of the things we teach them is that they have to understand that if they have a triangle in their hand, they have to put it through the hole that is actually shaped like a triangle. Now, that's kind of cool if a kid knows shapes. However, what's less cool is that if our whole world treats us like the peg and we're just supposed to squish through some kind of hole instead of actually taking the opposite approach and just being like, you know what, I'm going to try and see if with my team, basically, the team has certain responsibilities. So why is it that one person has to fulfill a predefined role in job sculpting? What happens is that basically the whole team gets together, looks at the responsibilities they have, and then kind of allocate it in a way that everybody can play to their strengths. And when that happens, and you basically do what, you know, you do what you're supposed to do, but basically everybody gets together and kind of place to their strengths, that's job sculpting. However, sometimes you might notice, hang on, there are roles, there are stuff that we have to do that we don't have a formal role for, and that's called role innovation. Now, all of these things are considered... Transcendent behavior, but only if they're initiated by the person they have to be self-determined It's not if somebody tells you to be more proactive or they tell you to take charge That's not the same So it's basically you have to make the decision that you want to do it and it has to result in some extraordinary change Now the word extraordinary is kind of huge So I want to define it or let's define it as a change that is neither expected Nor would have happened with the, without the initiative and drive of this person who is actually doing the transcendent behavior. Now what are the consequences of personal uh sorry of transcendent behavior? Well basically the personal consequences are that that person is more likely to experience what is called optimal behavioral functioning and that means they can achieve high goals at very little cost to other goals. And that's again, it sounds so technical sometimes, but basically just means that we can reach really high goals, but without losing sight of the other goals we have. That should also result in subjective well-being, which means that we're generally satisfied with our life. We have um, good positive emotions, lots of positive emotions, and little negative emotion. Now if you want to look at the more in a from a time perspective point of view life satisfaction and subjective well-being means that you and i quote viewing the past with contentment and satisfaction experiencing happiness and flow in the present and anticipating the future with hope and optimism and of course if you engage in transcendent behavior, that doesn't mean you'll be in this kind of bliss forever and ever. However, it means that probably if you engage in transcendent behaviors fairly often, chances are you will get closer to experiencing that kind of well-being. Now, it is important that these decisions do not just merely like reach a goal, barely reach it. It's really about making the best of that goal at, again, without losing sight of other goals or having the ability to kind of juggle different goals in a, in a really, really positive way. Now, it means that somebody who's able to do that, they satisfied their own needs for competence, this feeling that we can actually do stuff Autonomy, that's freedom. Again, that freedom does not... We don't experience that feeling if it's not self-determined. And if it's not self-determined, it's not transcendent behavior. And relatedness. Relatedness meaning we feel more connected to the world around us um, if we take it upon ourselves to actually deviate in a positive way. They have also found that there's increased meaning at work, um more social integration, which means that normally you get better, you know, more integrated in the network of people. People start to trust you more. There's more reciprocity. So if you do something that's really wildly positive for somebody else, chances are they might wanna pay you back. And the important thing is that's not the motive. So somebody who engages in transcendent behavior does not do it with the goal of maybe getting other people to pay them back, but it's just more of a side effect. That's just what people wanna do. And this leads to people having improved reputation, and it leads to the kind of growth that makes the person be very adaptive, and it also leads the organization to be more adaptive. Now, all of this sounds really, really cool. So what about the barriers? What about the barriers to transcendent behavior? Well, there is this thing called a prevention focus, and that means that Lots of people are actually very interested in just maintaining the status quo, maintaining the way things have worked and hope that they will kind of work like that in the future. Then there's also certain rewards and punishing systems which can really really discourage people from from doing anything that is not within the norm and because it's called transcendent behavior that's by definition not within the norm so if the reward systems don't reward that that can create a that can be a huge barrier or if people are actually punished for trying new things that's a problem other common barriers and that's a really big one is pressure short-term pressure but also kind of how we grow up if we go back and we have for example parents which really always encouraged us to follow the rules at every moment and don't take risks and all of that. And then we come to school where every mistake is punished and, and you know, we are reprimanded for not doing everything perfectly. And then we come into a culture, a corporate culture, where people don't actually let other people experience um things by themselves they're just there's this again this kind of this prevention focus this idea that everything has to be done the way it has been done before those are all huge barriers others are also include like limited personal resources so let's say you're not physically fit or you can't sleep you're not healthy then it's also much more challenging to do any transcendent behavior another thing that can be in the way of doing these kind of cool behaviors is slow or limited success so if we do something that deviates from the norm and then maybe there is very little success or it's coming in a very slow way chances are that there's a huge temptation to go back to how things used to be and of course another problem is that if the person kind of devotes maybe so much energy to the transcendent behavior that their supervisor will be like, hang on, you're neglecting your other duties. Then there are also personal costs, um, such as being rejected and failing. And those cannot be underestimated as well. But let's go back. Let's go and look at, all right, so what are the motivators? We heard about all these cool things that happen when we can actually engage in transcendent behavior. So what are the things that make it more likely for transcendent behaviors to happen now? These are the things that, as I said in the beginning, this is all research from the organizational point of view. This is about business. However, When I look at this list, these are all things that are actually pretty helpful for a positive life, even for an individual, even if you're not in a company and it it might not be dubbed um, transcendent behavior. Still, I think these motivators and facilitators of transcendent behavior can actually um, inspire us, or so I hope. The first motivator is having a sense of intrinsic motivation in general. Now, intrinsic motivation is the motivation that comes from within you. You have this burning desire to do something. You are really curious to learn something. Or you just always felt you wanted to do this. And that's intrinsic motivation, which is the opposite of extrinsic motivation, which means that you yourself, if you were left to your own devices, and nobody would care, and nobody would run after you or offer you any punishments or rewards, you would simply not do it. So... Having a sense of intrinsic motivation really helps. Then there is this concept of flow, which I've touched upon a few times in this podcast as well. Just to repeat, it's a quality of experience. Is this experience when you just lose track of time in a very good way. Now, I don't mean you lose track of time when you're in the car and you're just completely distracted and you have no idea how you got from A to B. That's not flow in the in the psychology definition of flow, all right? Flow means that you're actually using your skills, all of your skills, and you're really challenged challenged to solve a problem that's actually quite hard, but it's not too hard for you to solve. So you need all your resources, and it's interesting to you. You're getting some kind of feedback that doesn't have to be from a person. It can also be like, let's say, if you're writing an article, the feedback that you're getting is that you see that you've filled maybe two pages. That's a kind of feedback, all right? So that's flow. That's something that makes it much more likely. If you're a person who is able to experience flow, chances are you might be a little bit more motivated to go through the pains and transcend the barriers that we talked about before in order to achieve transcendent behavior. Now, there's also this idea called positive discrepancy creation. It sounds so science-y. Well, it means that we're reacting to the status quo by formulating more challenging goals. Now, if something is happening and we're really not happy at work, one way to respond to it is just to be like, all right, that's just how it is. Um, This is dumb, but all right, I just have to do it. Let's suck it up. And positive discrepancy creation means that no, we're not doing that. We're actually formulating more challenging goals. We're increasing the challenge for ourselves even if it's not for anybody else. Then what also helps people to behave in a more transcendent way is this idea of self-concordance. Now self-concordance means that goals and values kind of interact and match and you know there are values and our interests are kind of the same as the goals that we that we have and if we formulate goals based on our values and based on our interests chances are that we feel a high sense of self concordance and that would also lead to high sense of intrinsic motivation something else maybe the less passionate concept that helps us to transcend uh, regular behavior is called self-management. And self-management, it sounds like a very easy term, but actually it means that somebody who's good at self-management, they're good to gui- guide their actions in a way that they can you know, stay focused on a goal and coordinate different activities, not just one or two, but several activities over time, and they can adjust their actions based on changing circumstances, but still kind of, you know, keeping course on those important goals that they have. And people do this by setting goals from themselves, by monitoring themselves, by making sure that when the goals and the reality kind of diverge, that they get back on track. All right. Um, Something else that's really helpful for people who want to engage in more transcendent behavior or make it more likely that they will actually even start transcendent behavior is having good decision-making processes. Now, one of the examples that the authors state, and I was actually quite surprised and delighted to find it, is that they said one aspect of making good decisions is mindfulness. And they justify this choice by saying that well mindfulness is basically the opposite of mindlessness which means being careless and just you know making decisions in a careless way so in that way i agree mindfulness is important for making good decisions and another thing they state is something called future time perspective which means that we don't only let the present guide our decisions, but we actually think about the long term aims that we have and values. And if we think about the person in the present, you know, maybe you in a year have very different goals and priorities than you sitting in front of a chocolate cake right now. All right. Now, other things that are also helpful include optimism, strengths, and I've talked about the strengths there's a, there's actually about three episodes on strengths one uh, number two one was number six and one I believe number 24 if you're interested in those and let's not forget both toughness so toughness is the ability to just you know weather stuff whatever is happening and passion passion is also something that seems to motivate and facilitate transcendent behavior. Now, I'm aware that if you're not working you know, in a business or in some kind of office or something, you might think, well, why is this useful to me? Well, if we think about it and we think back to the benefits that we mentioned, which were massive, I would think that, well, my guess, and I, I admit this is a speculation, however, based on the fact that pers- transcendent behavior seems to come and be facilitated and motivated by so many other concepts in positive psychology which have been really well researched and documented, like, you know, intrinsic uh, motivation, passion, all of these things, they're really important in their own right. So I think although it's speculative, I think there's a very big chance to say that, well, if we apply these concepts to our lives, that that can lead to some of the benefits which they discovered in the work context. And that means that if we take a little bit more initiative, we think about, well, how can we be more concerned with the growth of our our inner growth, but also the growth of other people? Like what happens? How does it change your decision if you consider somebody else's growth within, you know, your decision-making factors, what happens when you do that? And chances are that if we, if we listen to all of these things that they talk about in transcendent behavior, we will be able to maybe take charge a little bit more, but also understand what the difficulties are. And the reason why I mentioned barriers and I, and I actually mentioned quite a few of them is so that if you ever attempt to you know, transcend whatever is usually expected and you try to really create something that's more positive than, than what's usually expected of you or your environment in whatever capacity that is. That can be, for example, in a relationship too and that's actually something that I'm hoping that other positive psychologists will not just let the positive organizational scholars investigate this concept but that somebody comes and says like, you know what, usually when let's say people break up in a relationship well usually there is bitterness and sadness and all of this but you know what what if i make this extraordinary effort to really part in a good way i i just defy all the norms i don't you know just sit there and curse about my ex-boyfriend but i just make a really conscious decision to make it a loving separation, that would be a huge transcendent behavior. And I'd be really interested to see like what happens if we start doing this as, you know, regular people in our regular lives, inside and outside of the job, what would happen? I would be so interested to learn about this. Now, I hope that this hodgepodge of positive psychology concepts has stimulated some interesting thoughts with you. If not, well, there are 33 other episodes and more will be coming soon. So stay tuned, have a good week, and all the best. Cheers. Bye bye.
1: If you enjoyed this episode, you can help us out by sharing it with your network and leaving a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. We would love to hear from you at Kristen at StrengthPhoenix.com. For show notes and more, head over to www.strengths.com. P-H-O-E-N-I-X dot com. Thanks for listening to the Positive Psychology Podcast. We're saying goodbye with Happy Yoghurt.